Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Now, today we're going to talk about power. How do you leverage power in your life? And I want you to think of this podcast like, well, like martial arts training for the brain. Uh, We have the ability to influence others in a positive way. Some may even say manipulate others in a negative way. And what I want you to get from today is that you have more power than you realize. You are more powerful and more influential than you may even believe you are. So today we're going to talk about three power levers. Now, before we get into the topic today, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and share this with people who you believe need help as a leader. You know, I think we tend to underestimate or, well, in in worst cases, undervalue our own contribution to Well, the influence that we have with people around us. So today is about getting you to help yourself and possibly help others that you care about. So today we're going to talk about three power levers to get what you want. Hmm. Three power levers to get what you want. Now, hang on and enjoy the ride because today is going to, well, I think this episode is going to give you some, well, just some surprise about how you can be influential. So leverage is the tool struggling managers get clumsy with at best and are unaware of at worst. And simply put, they are awkward when it comes to using leverage to influence the outcomes they seek. Now, remember Archimedes. Archimedes was this philosopher that said he could lift the world with a long enough lever. And I believe it. Power as a leader comes from using leverage in the workplace. And wisdom is present when we can, well, utilize that power while others lack awareness of its presence. Let that soak in a moment. Wisdom is present when we can utilize power while others lack awareness of its presence. And there are three simple power levers to get others to do what you want. Using these levers gives you an extreme advantage with people during what others may consider organic or normal interactions. You can get things done and get people to do things without them even knowing that you're doing it. And yes, with power comes responsibility. And these power levers that I'm going to share with you today can be and truthfully are being utilized for unethical behavior. But I, I am optimistic that you will use these levers for excellent, necessary, and positive work as a leader in your circles of influence. So I'm going to trust you that you're going to use these in a positive way. All right. The first power lever is fear. The instinct of fear 
has kept humans alive for generations. Survival is in our DNA. And I teach sales professionals to seek out the sources of anxiety during discovery portions of the buying journey. In other words, when someone is on a buying journey, if the seller can surface what they're afraid of, then you have leverage as the seller. And the same applies to leadership. Asking calibrated questions, I call these the what and how questions, to provide the source of what your subordinate fears gives you power. It can be fear of loss, FOMO, which is called fear of missing out, or fear of failing, just to name a few. And once you determine what someone fears, it becomes the lever in your hand as a leader. Sometimes it is as simple as asking what they're afraid of and just listening for the response. But sometimes it's hidden below the surface. And if you need to dig a little deeper to probe, to discover what someone is scared of in a situation, then that is an opportunity you have to increase the length of your lever. And here's an example for you. You need your operations manager, let's just call her Mary, to buy into your decision for change. And this could be any type of change initiative, change of behavior, change of process, change of location. As you probe deeper, you discover she's afraid to reveal that she does not understand the reason for your shift in strategy. And her fear can be masked by what I call a dirty yes. And I had someone ask me the other day, I said, John, I don't know what a dirty yes is. A dirty yes is when someone says yes to whatever it is you're wanting to do without any intention of ever supporting, executing, or buying into it. In other words, they're just saying yes to move on in the conversation. So let's say Mary's fear is masked by a dirty yes to accommodate your changes with no real commitment of making the change happen. If you're in a leadership position, you've probably had people, well, say yes to things because they just didn't understand it. And if she's afraid, if she's in a position of fear because she wants to understand what you're going after or what you're wanting to accomplish, but she's afraid to admit it, you have power. And once you discover the source of fear, you can use it to create power. You can ease Mary's anxiety by making the change seem more complicated to you at first. You can say, the reason for the change also seemed difficult for me, Mary. I struggled in the beginning. And once Mary can relate to you, because you both shared the same struggle, well, reframing her fear becomes powerful. Instead of diverging away from Mary, you are converging in Mary's mind. Think about the fear lever. It's used by politicians constantly. Stoking fear is an accelerant to get what you want. Make people afraid, and they will take action. But be aware. Be aware of the lever. Because you gain awareness amongst the masses. When you know someone is leveraging fear, then you are aware when others simply are not. So that's the fear lever. That's number one. Number two, we're going to talk about the greed lever. The second power lever is greed. And our instinctual need to find and gather food has now been replaced by seeking money. 
And having money allows people to worry about other things, such as choosing what clothes to wear. And if you remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, once we satisfy one condition, one need, we seek another. And Gordon Gecko, remember from the movie Wall Street, said, greed is good. Now, I don't necessarily agree with Gecko, but I do say greed is natural. And we are all greedy to some degree. And as a leader, you can use greed as a lever to get what you desire. It's already done in the business world. Commissions are a greed lever. Bonuses are a greed lever. Higher salaries are even a power lever to get people to take action. Humans simply trade work for money. And you can also use greed to buy commitment to something you think is necessary. You hear the term buying influence all the time. Well, buying influence is based on the greed instinct. People convince themselves to think a certain way if they can get money as a result. And history. History has seen democracies corrupted by people voting out of greed rather than logic. Meaning they they vote for something they don't necessarily believe in because they think it will benefit them financially in the long run. So here's an example of how to use the greed lever. You need your boss to support your change initiative at work financially. But simply asking for the money may not work. However, this is where it gets tricky. If you can demonstrate a financial advantage for her, you have the power of leverage. We coined acronyms in the business world for this. You know, you can call it return on investment analysis. Or the one that I like to teach others to use is called the cow analysis. What is the cost of waiting? What is the cost of doing nothing? So let's imagine you need your boss to invest $1 million in your project. If you can show her that she is losing money by not not investing, you just applied the greed lever. And in sales, the greed lever is applied skillfully to unsuspecting buyers. People do not buy luxury because of need. We get easily manipulated to trade money for overpriced goods based on our greed instinct. Strategic marketing and a clever salesperson convince us that the product is worth more than the actual utility it provides. And in this context, utility means the actual usefulness. In other words, we're we're convinced by a clever salesperson or marketing to buy something that is overpriced because they make us believe it is more useful than it actually is. Hmm. That's two. Number three, the final lever is reputation. And I don't mean your own reputation. I mean giving someone else a reputation. Remember that pesky fellow Maslow? We all need to self-actualize or, in simpler terms, reach our potential. And the only way to know our own human potential is by comparing ourselves to others in our own minds. And our reputation manifests human comparison to one another. Because if there is only one human, there is no reputation. And in the Asian culture, they call this saving face. 
How do I save face amongst others in my community? So here's how you use the lever. Give someone a higher reputation and you gain leverage. Call someone an intelligent person and they will desire to live up to that reputation. Tell someone they are attractive and they will attempt to look more beautiful. We all want, no, we all need to reach our potential. And skilled leaders, sales professionals too, use this lever by making others believe they are the source of a good idea. Using questions, an experienced person can guide others to a new reality and then credit them for doing so. Your teachers did that. Your parents did that. They said, you're so smart. You're so kind. That is the lever of reputation. Give someone a reputation to live up to, and they will fight to do so. So here's an example. Teddy, let's just call Teddy the buyer. He gets asked a series of open-ended questions until he provides the answer that Anne, the seller, is searching for to sell her service. And Anne, well, she credits Teddy as brilliant. She labels that answer. Teddy, that's a brilliant answer. And she carefully applies the lever of reputation to make Teddy feel smart. (laughs) While doing so, she strategically places her service as the next step for Teddy's brilliance. He does not desire to lose the brilliance reputation by contradicting his idea. So she has applied the lever to get Teddy to buy her service just by asking a series of open-ended questions until she was able to strategically use a reputation for Teddy to live up to. So think of it this way. Fear, greed, and reputation are all potent levers that impact all of us as humans. And throughout history, humans have applied and experienced these levers. Now, as a result, we developed intuition to protect us from the application of these levers in our lives. In other words, we have this instinct. If we think someone is manipulating us or controlling us or positioning us to do something they want that is possibly opposed from our own, well, we pick up on it. We pick up on it and... and What I tell people who are learning how to use these levers, I said, if you're clumsy with it, it can be spotted instinctually. I mean, here's an example. Most parents have used reverse psychology with their children. And at an early age, it works. But eventually, our kids outgrow the efficacy of reverse psychology. Logic and rational thinking have developed to counteract the emotional impact of this leverage. In other words, if you think someone is buttering you up, they're trying to apply the leverage and you suspect it and you react to it. But I'm going to commit to you as listeners to this podcast. Most people are oblivious. Most people don't realize. Most people are not suspicious. And if you're using these levers for good outcomes, for good opportunities, They're powerful. They are powerful. 
the challenge, the challenge we face, well, it's not just a challenge, it's an opportunity. The challenge and the opportunity for leaders are remaining genuine. I want you to be genuine about your motives. I want you to be genuine while applying these power levers. Because modern society would crumble if these instincts did not exist. If they weren't used on us, we couldn't have the society that we have today. And yet, they do get used for a harmful purpose. I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that people use these levers for bad reasons. But they can also be used for good. The same things that we complain about that are used for negative things can be used for good things. And this counterintuitive nature that we live in, this counterintuitive nature that we call human psychology, is a reality. Anything that can be used powerfully can be used for both good and evil. And simply pretending they do not exist is irrational. It doesn't make sense because we all use these levers to some degree in our lives. I'm wanting you to use them for good. If you can have a positive influence in your community or in your workplace or with your family or with your friends, that's a good thing. And just because something can be used for negative reasons doesn't mean we should not exploit them for positivity. You, you have more power than you realize. You have more power than you realize. And if your motives are genuine, these three levers, fear, greed, and reputation, are powerful to get what you want. Whether you lead a team of people at work, in your community, or wherever, you can use these levers to be more influential. And if you think about them from a, the purest, from the purest point, people are afraid. If we can leverage their own fear to make them better, that's a good thing. People are naturally greedy. If we can leverage their own greed to help them become better, maybe it's become more healthy, then that's a good thing. And if we can give someone a positive reputation to live up to, well, I, I just don't see how that can be interpreted as negative. You your leadership team, your sales team can be more influential in your communities by careful and deliberate application of these levers. And the more you practice, the better you get. Let me say that again. The more you practice at using these levers, use them with people around you, the better you get at using them. And it's, it's almost like you're doing something to help people even though they don't realize they're being helped. Now, I do give you a warning label. Use with extreme caution. Because you're going to notice as you use these levers deliberately that you do have more power, that you do have more leverage than you realize. And the, the, the temptation is to get greedy, to use it for things that are not positive. So I say use these levers with extreme caution. 
Now, I hope you subscribe to this podcast. I hope you share this podcast on all your social media platforms. If you want to learn more about me, if you want to get more information from me, you can go to www.johngrubs.com. There's a way to interact with me. There's a way to join my, well, my private community if you want to be a part of that and get access to information that is only for the community that uh, that wants to go really deep with these topics. There's, there's a place to get a free book. I'll give you one of my books. If you go to johngrubs.com, you can download one of my leadership books. It's just my way of saying thank you to the people that follow my podcast and follow my thinking. It is a way for me to serve you, even though I may never meet you in person. Because this podcast is for people crazy enough to, well, to go where others are afraid, to do things others will not do to explore ideas and topics others simply won't ever touch in their lives. This podcast is for crazy people. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.